0: Every entrepreneur has a story. Welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur, where each episode, your host, Brian Carney, will share a drink with a successful business owner and have them discuss their unique journey, gaining insight on what it takes to be an entrepreneur and different ways to get there. Brian isn't just a beer nerd. He's also the co-founder of Rivers Edge Advisors, a financial planning firm headquartered in Delaware, specializing in working with business owners. It's time to pour yourself a drink and enjoy a happy half hour with an entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Brian Carney. My guest today is Lee Podolsky, the owner of a women led business called Breakwater Accounting and Advisory Corp. Lee started her career at DuPont, and the birth of her first daughter was the catalyst to change her career. Six years ago, she started Breakwater and they had two employees and 15 clients. Now there are over 40 employees and over 200 clients. So Lee, I'm excited to talk to you today.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Great. So first let's get the beer business out of the way. So The last four episodes I've done, I've been drinking a hazy IPA. So I'm going to be doing that again today. This is from Cape May Brewing Company down in New Jersey. It's called Always Ready. So we'll give this a rating by the end of the show. Always Ready. I like Um, the name. It is a good name, right? So what are you going to be uh, drinking today?
1: I, since it's like a hot summer day, I'm having a glass of Pinot Grigio. It's actually called Barone Fini, F-I-N-I.
0: Perfect. Love it. Well, it is, it is, it's like 90 degrees here today. It so is. it'll be uh, it'll be it. very refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. So let's start from the from the top. Tell us a little bit about your business as it is today.
1: So Breakwater Accounting and Advisory, uh, we provide outsource bookkeeping and accounting for small to mid-sized businesses. And a big piece um, also are nonprofits, like nonprofit oh, wow. organizations of all of all sizes. Um, never knew how many nonprofits are out there, but it's been a great uh, working relationship with, with that segment. Um, we also do have some private clients that we okay. do some sort of like part-time family office work. Oh, that's for. great. Um, one of the big things about Breakwater that kind of sets us apart because outsource bookkeeping and accounting sounds so incredibly boring, we love it, but um, <laughs> but the big piece is uh, we embrace technology. So we're oh. really in tune with all the fintech out there, and our whole goal every time is to streamline how things are being done and yeah. kind of modernize the back office so that things people people are getting data a lot faster. It's more real time, so that we can spend more time on the value add of like helping advise and, and um, you know talk through what the numbers mean versus sure. just you know trying to get them reports five months later. So, yeah. um, so that's kind of what sets us apart bit it is we really do teach a lot and implement a lot of technology, um, for our clients.
0: You, you're so right about that FinTech, you know, that word has gotten super popular now. And if you're not really on the cutting edge of retirement, you're making your clients' lives, lives more difficult. And in fact, you're making your business more difficult to handle internally. So it, it is a huge, huge advantage to be technologically advanced.
1: Very much so. Yes.
0: So when you do with private businesses, what kind of is there any niche you have or any sort of, you know, size that you deal with?
1: Um, I'd say probably the sweet spot of like the most clients have annual revenue of like one to 15 million. OK, um, because, you know, once you and it, but it depends like it's not really based on revenue. It's based on whether you really need to start having an actual staff of accounts if you need full time people. But yeah. the great thing with us is a lot of people don't need, they don't realize it, but they don't need a full-time person. They need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yep. And we can, and that's what we can do. So we sort of put together the right skill sets and the team for a team for that role. Yep. And so a lot of times we end up doing things in probably like 20 to 30% of the time that a full time person is just because they don't have the resources and the different skill sets. And you guys do it every
0: day. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, a lot of times if people hear accounting work, they think tax returns.
1: Exactly. And that is actually that is what we do not do
0: do
1: everything up to that. And that's by choice, um, because uh, we can then hand it off. And so we don't want to be we're not in the compliance world. We do help, you know, with sales tax recording and payroll uh, filing and all that stuff. But as far as we're, we're more um, on the business partner side, like yeah. really getting them the data they need day to day and helping them understand that so that they can make informed decisions. And then we hand off. We work with their tax accountant. We work with their auditors to, and hand everything over clean, which also is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a huge benefit to to business owners because most business owners want to run their business work in their business, not really deal with the numbers. And you can't really tell how successful your business is unless you actually know your numbers. So to have an outsourced team to be able to say, hey, this is what last quarter means for you or last year or how you're growing. And that's a huge advantage for for a business owner. It
1: really is such a sigh of relief for them because a lot of them are doing this like at night. It's so stressful for them, you know, just trying to keep up. They're doing it at night on the weekends and like they're just and it's just like an afterthought, which it shouldn't be, right? right? So um, I think it really, really relieves a lot of stress, which was our goal.
0: That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. So you, you know, you start your career in DuPont, you have your first daughter and Mm -hmm. then you start working, doing some bookkeeping for your dad. How does that even turn into 40 employees and 200 clients?
1: I never, never even. Yeah. (laughs) Darn that first kid. Now um, (laughs) I, I, I was like, I was, you know, laser focused on corporate career at DuPont it was there for 10 years you know and then this little being comes into like i went right back to work like 10 weeks later oh wow was just not going to skip a beat and then like 3 months later i was like feeling so guilty i w- i was like i can't i can't do this i need to take some more time off and then i went and said well maybe i could do this part time well that was back in the day when they did not understand part time you know, yep. I, they gave Not me a big job era. that I could do in 24 hours a week, which right. is kind of stressful. So yeah. I tried that for a bit, but, um, realized, you know, so that was really the catalyst for me to leave the corporate world. And, um, but because I love, I still needed some kind of intellectual, you know, adult intellectual, um, challenge. Yeah. I uh, just started helping my dad with his consulting um, firm his bookkeeping, started helping friends out, I would do uh, you know be always be elected treasurer or assistant <laughs> treasurer at different nonprofits. And um, so I learned a lot just through all of that and just was very active. Um, and that's really how I learned QuickBooks and sort yeah. of the the smaller business type accounting, yep software. Uh, and then, um, yeah, well, so I did that for a long time. I did sort of freelance bookkeeping and accounting while the girls were growing up and didn't start breakwater till 2014. Once I had a 16 year old who was, you know, wasn't going to need me to drive her around anymore. Um, and they, they were in full-time, you know, sports and all that. So I could really go after something I wanted at that time. Um, and I really, the, the. It was just over those years of helping businesses, and then me being only one person. Right. Realizing, gosh, there's really a need here. Yeah. And they're not getting what they need from their tax accountants. Um. And and you know, I I couldn't help but a certain number of people. So I was like, how can I how can I help more? And so that's where I was really into following the the accounting software. And like the cloud accounting and all of the stuff that was available. And that's that's when when I thought that was ready. Yep. And I could I could have a team and collaborate. Um, that's when I launched Breakwater.
0: So you, you had you didn't envision it being what it is now. Definitely. What, did you, what did you envision it being? What did what did you I, expect?
1: I do not even know. I was just, <laughs> I just jumped in with both feet. I was a little bit crazy that way. I was like. Oh, this is great. I'm excited. And I don't think I, you know, I had like a whole plan and just getting the word out there, but I didn't really ever have like an end goal. on like, okay, it has to be this amount or this right. number of people or this number of clients or anything. I just wanted to like, keep expanding our client, you know, getting new clients and learning about their business and everything. Yeah. And now you look up five, five years later, it's like, Whoa. I mean, what? I was just like, we were all like head down, just working. Yeah. And then it's like, Whoa. Um, and everyone's like, gosh, you know, we got to like one and a half million revenue in five years and had all these employees and a great group and team. And everyone's like, so what, what's your plan for the next five years? And I was like, oh my gosh,
0: logical question.
1: Yeah, I need to think about this. So yeah. anyway, we got all re-energized, have a great new plan. And um, now we're like really in it to to grow it we know we can. Because all all of our growth has been through word of mouth, which is right. pretty darn amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that really is amazing.
1: We know we're doing something right. We know there's a need, so yeah. we're gonna, we're all in. We're going to keep going.
0: That's so great. Yeah. I think the way that you hire people is, and the 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 background that you sort of provide is really what you experienced. So a lot of your employees. So it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Of the 40 employees, you have 38 women. Is that correct?
1: So yeah, even more now, but I, here's the, we have three, no, we have four brave men and that was not by, <laughs> it was not by design. Like sure. I didn't have a plan for that, but yeah, we are definitely unique and we have, yeah, at least 38 women Yeah, and um, all of the leadership team women. And it's really, we sort of hit on something where, you know, cause because of what I had gone through and was trying to manage my life and children and- working and everything right. else we wanted to provide that to other people and we got it was a way to get some really great intelligent women who just couldn't give all 40 hours but like needed wanted something yeah um, to keep themselves challenged and uh so the first few years we were only we only had part-time people plus oh, me who was working 24/7 but <laughs> um, we had a lot of part-time people and that's how we started so um it was you know, we, we, the word got out, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is great. I can go in while my kids are in school and then I can go pick my kids up. So I think that just having that work-life balance has been really great. Also training, you know, the, the training to get back in the workforce. Like we really spend time getting everybody up to speed. We're very advanced on, on all the technology we use. So it's also a good, good thing to get your skills all tuned up to get back out there.
0: I think that is an amazing way that it all kind of turned out because you know my wife stayed at home when we had kids for a while and then you could tell like uh, she got to a certain point and she sort of said all right i'm ready for i have more time but i can't go back to work full-time because i still need to be around for the kids but right. to have that ability to scratch that itch for you know some sort of business life is a huge advantage for for your employees so that, that's been a that's been tremendous
1: it's been great, and I think it really helps build sort of that team environment that we have. So everybody's all in, and they so enjoy each other. You know, yeah. so it was hard during uh, COVID, all being remote, but we found other ways to stay connected. You know, yep. through we just use Zoom now and Slack and other ways to stay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Keep that culture. Well, so speaking of culture, I definitely want to ask you, if you look at, you know, your website, your marketing materials, and, you know, you go into your office, you can just, honestly, you can just feel that everyone is is together and you have a great culture. Besides the, you know, common denominator of a lot of your employees, you know, coming out, having children and dealing with the struggles of work-life balance, if you will. Yeah. How else have you been able to to build such an incredibly vibrant Positive and really kind of a contagious culture.
1: It was definitely, I think, just that was one of the main principles um, for Breakwater is positive. I mean, who wants to go to a, you don't want to dread going to work.
0: (laughs) So true. Especially
1: if you're only giving, you know, this is, you're getting like four hours or five hours a day. You want to go someplace you're looking forward to going to the people you enjoy. Um, So that was a key thing. Like, we're going to be a positive workplace. And so it's just not even, it's not even accepted there that you would go in there being a pill. And if you are, you need to go and time out. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, we just, we've been really lucky and we, we've, uh, you know, we know uh, you can read people as, as we're um, who would be good fits, you know, that we're going to want, we want positive, enthusiastic, proactive people um, who are very team oriented and that team, I think if you ask anybody who works at Breakwater, if they ask, if you ask them what the number one, Thing they love about it. It's the team. It's the group. So that's really key. And I, and um, and so it's contagious. You're right. Once yeah. it, once it starts, like everybody loves that part of it. Um, and no one wants to disrupt that.
0: So. That's great. That's yeah. incredible. Um, so uh, let's talk about sort of the flip side to that. You expand so rapidly, admittedly, unexpectedly, yeah. Yeah. there has to be some growing pains. What was, what, what did you see as the most difficult part of growing?
1: Gosh, there are lots of them, <laughs> but the good news is, is every, every single, you know, and we made mistakes and we still do like we learn from our mistakes. That's the yeah. key, right? Learn from each mistake. So learning like the right people, the, the, you know, learning from making bad hires, um, what works, what doesn't learning who your ideal clients are. So you're not, and, and, and getting, being able to quickly, identify and move off any draining clients, you know, really to, it's a learning process. Um, and so it can be very painful, but I think also the growing quickly part, the biggest pain point for us has been, taking the time to build infrastructure so that we yeah. can continue to grow. And so that I think, you know, we're really great at the um, all the, of our client work and like what we do. Sure. But the internal part is to, for me, more painful, like, okay, we've got to make sure, cause now we're growing, we have more people. We've got to make sure everything is set up to um, accommodate that and to, yeah. for them.
0: So that, that infrastructure or operations piece mm-hmm. I find insanely difficult and you need skilled people that actually like to do that i always exactly. find it you know so you get certain business owners and they're down in the weeds and organizational or operation stuff and it just kind of sucks the energy are you into that or are you more like that that kind of sucks your energy you'd it's rather like,
1: be it sucks my energy yeah <laughs> but so so and um so that's that's why probably it's been so painful for me but i have great people who yeah. do love to do that and so they they're helping. You know, you can't be great at everything. I love and get energized by helping out our clients or problem solving with our teams who are helping their clients. So um, that's where I get my juice.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Well, you you, you know, you bring up the hiring piece. I find that to be, I feel like most business owners struggle with that piece at some point until they get it figured out. That whole, what is it? Hire slow, fire quick type of mentality. It really is easier, much easier said than done. Have you found that in your experience too?
1: Very much so. And it's hard sometimes because we, we just learned that we were giving people way too many chances. Yeah. It was, and it, and it is bad. Like, because other, you know, the, the top performers are seeing that, right. You don't want to see that that's acceptable. So um, we've gotten better and better. It's still hard because real
0: people. Yeah. You're right. We're
1: always trying to make, you know, well, maybe, maybe let's try to figure I mean, we always go every which way to try to figure out how to make it work before we have to do that. Yes. But yes, it is, it is a big piece is, is once you know it, you got to cut it.
0: Yep. Exactly. Um, what would you say your, you know, your business superpower is, you know, the thing that you're the best at
1: our business. I mean, um, you personally. Oh, me personally. Yeah. I think, well, listening, like yeah. really listening, like listening to our people, listening to our clients. Like, I think that is the biggest, most important skill. Yeah. To have, because we, we are listening. So we're actually meeting the client needs. We're meeting the employee needs, like really actually listening and being in tune and we do care. Yeah. And and then, um and, and then I think that has, has spread to all of us. You know, yeah. we all really care about our clients and I love that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, that kind of brings up the fact. So you went to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, very proud Tar Heel alum.
1: Yes, very proud Tar Heel.
0: So you're a business major, but you had a psych psychology minor. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine when you're 20 years old, 19 years old, and you pick this track, you have no idea that there at some point in your life is going to be a cross section of those two, Mm -hmm. those two uh, subjects. How have you seen that kind of transpire with some of your clients where you see that cross section that intersection of business and psychology?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, I, for, of course I had no idea. I just loved my psychology courses and it, um, ended up realizing I had enough to, to minor in it, but yeah. I, I just really enjoyed those classes, but my gosh, now I would actually recommend it because it is so helpful in everything you do when you're dealing with people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Quite frankly, when you're dealing with people's finances, yep. It's very personal, and very stressful. Very so emotional. I feel like part of our job always is a little bit of therapist, counselor.
0: Yeah. I think so it you're right. really
1: does come in handy.
0: No, you, you, I think you're absolutely right. I think behavioral finance is such a strong pull for a lot of people. And you saw that happen a lot during the, I think COVID is oh, going to yeah. be, 2020 is probably going to be one of the greatest behavioral finance exercises in, in the, the entire history of the United States. So, you know, to be able to help ease some financial anxiety for your, for your clients, I think is a huge, huge benefit to them. And just,
1: yeah, just being a sounding board and being there and letting them know you're there with them. Yeah. Um you want them to succeed. I mean it's that's a big piece and it certainly during COVID and the whole pandemic that was even more needed. Yes. Um and I think really strengthened our relationships with our clients because we were that, in there with it. We were fighting to get them their paycheck protection program money, yeah. fighting to get that forgiven like we're we were in it with them.
0: Yeah. And that's that listening thing comes in. You, you're you're talking to business owners in literally a time of crisis. And to know that their their accounting team is listening to them is probably a huge.
1: That listening and that we care, we'll do whatever we can because yeah. we want them to win.
0: Right. Like, exactly. Our, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, UNC, I would be <laughs> remiss if yes. I didn't ask you who your most hated Duke basketball player is of all time.
1: Every UNC alum has at least one most hated yep. basketball player. It's Absolutely. just a requirement. they usually <laughs> 10. Yeah. But, um, but my number one is Christian Laettner. Of course. And I, I just can't forget him. I can't forget his name. I can't forget that 1992 game against Kentucky. Because what also happens is... Uh, we are we root against Duke.
0: Sure. It's
1: just even if a Carolina is not playing.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: it's just that I don't know what happened to me. Like it's just four years there and that's it.
0: Yeah. That and that that shot from Kentucky was actually at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. So. I,
1: yeah, I
0: um Have you seen the documentary about Christian Leitner? There's a thir- ESPN 30 for 30, and oh it's called God. "I Hate You, Christian Leitner." <laughs> This it, is so funny. You, you might not want to watch it because it makes him actually way more likable. Um, so I understand your your pain. So who's my would husband?
1: You, I guarantee you, my husband has seen that and yeah. he will likely after this podcast make me watch it and I would probably <laughs> do so. But he, like if he were on this, he would be he would go on for the next 30 minutes about yeah. <laughs> Duke with you.
0: <laughs> who's his who's his least favorite player? What do you I say? I think it's
1: Christian Leitner. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, we we have that shared. Because we were, yeah, we both were together watching that game. I'll I'll never forget it. Yeah, uh,
0: of course. So I have a weird, my favorite basketball player, college basketball player of all time is like one of the most random North Carolina players ever. And that's Dante Calabria. And he graduated. uh, You know, I remember watching him when I was younger and I loved him for some reason. So uh, that is very odd.
1: No, it's not at all. I remember I liked him too. I definitely, yeah, you definitely have your favorites every, every sort of four years, you sort of Your favorites at Carolina.
0: I remember there being an article in sports illustrated about how much Dante Calabria loved Pearl jam. And I happened to love Pearl jam at the time. And I'm like, (laughs) I love this guy. He's awesome. Anyway, (laughs) uh, that
1: that cemented it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about COVID for a second. You know, how did that affect, obviously you're, you're, clients are going through literal almost literal hell right how did that affect breakwater
1: um it was really all hands on deck because it it was at first when when covid hit my gosh we were all everyone you know nobody knew what was going to happen yeah. or whatever so it was like okay first of all our people like get everybody's the great part is thank goodness we were already set up to be able to work remotely because everything we have is cloud-based. That's use, great. I mean, all of our, our entire network is on Amazon Workspace, which is out in Oregon. So like yeah. we were set and ready. And so that was awesome because we could very quickly have everybody working from home. Um, so that was number one, getting everybody up ready, make sure security, all that is, because that's so important to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, of course, at the same time, Immediately doing triage on checking in with every single one of our clients, figuring out where they were in sort of the um, risk area, um, what they needed help with, trying to keep up to date on the paycheck protection program yeah. and the multiple changes and
0: re- so many iterations and like,
1: iterations and like yeah. every week it was new. So like really having to have a dedicated team to stay on top of that so we could be the resource and the, the experts in that. Yeah. I mean, so that was, it was, it was big. And of course everyone was home stressed, you know, like, so it was a lot, but we all were in it. We're all stronger because of it. So what else also was helpful, those last few clients that would not embrace cloud technology, (laughs) we got them. They're like, they're sold now. They're like, okay, now Now, I understand.
0: Now I get it. Yeah.
1: Now I can operate and no problem. That's great. um, Yeah. So that was
0: good too. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you, you've been racking up awards for the last couple of years. So uh, you know, you won the Delaware Today Women in Business. You're an honoree for that. The company won Festus 50 by the Delaware Business Times. And then you recently were uh, like last two weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. You were um, named to the 2021 Honor Circle of Women Innovators and Entrepreneurs by the University of Delaware School of Entrepreneurship, correct? Yes. So which is there is there an award that or a recognition that means the most to you in all these uh you know in your trophy case?
1: So everyone will tell you who works for knows that I don't love attention <laughs> on myself. I love it on breakwater, but not on myself. So but yep. um but I'll say each one was really meaningful at the time. Yeah. The most um, meaningful right now to me, like sort of where I am now and that I have some, you know, teeth in this and grow, have grown this business is really being recognized by the Horn Entrepreneurship School at University of Delaware and being involved in that. It's called the We Hatch program that's really helping mentor and educate young women entrepreneurs. Well, wow. not just young, all women entrepreneurs yeah. in any walk of life. And they also say entrepreneurs, you know, even if you're in in a big company, but like how to innovate and um and succeed. So I love being part of that. And I definitely hope to be part of that more involved in that yeah. doing, you know, speaking or whatever I can do to help yeah. um, them. Because that's you know, I've been through it. I've learned so much. And I want to be able to share that all that with others.
0: Well, if you had to give. Well, uh, uh, someone that's looking to start a business particularly a woman looking to start her own business what advice would you give to her
1: um i think well definitely doing you know really knowing and having clear ideas on what your key mission is going to be what your key principles are going to be but also trusting your gut don't listen yeah. to all the naysayers no, this is going to be horrible. Oh, this is like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta trust yourself and that and believe in yourself. Yeah. And and go for it. And then just surround yourself with people who can who can help you and, and have strengths in areas you don't, just so that you can get it done.
0: Yep. That's great advice. Especially the naysayers part, you know. And I can't tell uh, yeah. you another time to be like, oh, this is so a idea, or, you'll never make it, or this is gonna be yeah. hard. And you know, I, I I think a lot of entrepreneurs and it sounds like you did this are constantly willing to take giant bets on themselves and say like, well, I'm actually in control of this. So if it, if it works out, it's my fault. If it doesn't work out, it's my fault. So, you know, being able to sort of go through that, that maze of negativity, which is in direct conflict with how breakwater is now.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So word on the street is that you're a pretty nasty tennis player. Huh? How often do you get to play?
1: Well, let's just say that those people who, where you've heard that are have great memories. <laughs> I have not played tennis for way too long. Um, I did used to, I loved playing tennis and gosh, I definitely haven't played while I've been, I've, breakwater has taken over yeah. my, my life. Um, but I have enjoyed also watching uh, my daughter Abby play and and go through that. Now she's in college and actually graduated. So oh wow. No I, I love watching tennis. Now, now I'm sadly, God, I'm starting to get invited to play pickleball, which I think is for. Old people. But <laughs> I try it because it sounds fun.
0: I will say my 72-year-old father-in-law recently oh. picked that pickleball. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that says.
1: Uh but uh, you know, paddle tennis. Um, you know, I, I love racket sports, so I'll definitely be getting back out there.
0: Yeah. So when your daughter was playing tennis, were you like super coach mom or are you like in the back, like, hey, talk to me or ask me for advice if you need it?
1: Uh yeah I was not super coach mom I was definitely super, I loved watching it I think it was I was more stressed like I'd be sure. on the sideline like <laughs> like playing the match on the sideline so yeah. I was yeah that was but I loved I loved it Yeah um yeah but I let her I let her because they do things so differently now <laughs> like that what my my you know back in the 80s my my tennis strokes would now no longer be acceptable to oh.
0: So you what you're saying is you have a tennis swing fit for pickleball.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Or ping pong. I'm a ping pong player.
0: There you go. (laughs) That's a very difficult game. I'm not very good at it. Um, So speaking of your daughters, if you had to, you know, what's one thing that you're, you're hoping that your daughters see what you're doing and take with them into their professional careers?
1: Well, I just think with the, have the confidence that you can do whatever you set your mind to. Yeah. Um, and that you don't, you know, if you are knocking your head up against some wall or something and you have a vision that you can actually make it happen, yeah. you don't have to stay in that environment. You can make something on your own.
0: That's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think,
1: I think that does go a long way, especially for, for women, like just to see it, they just need to see that. Yep. Yeah, this is can be done and, and they can do it.
0: Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Any hope that they come into the business?
1: Well, I, my oldest is very creative and, and uh, in the fashion world. So I'm not sure accounting really, although she she, I'm sure she'd help us out with our marketing. But I yeah. don't think that she would love <laughs> accounting. Um, Maggie, my youngest, is a business major and it thinks that she would like to take over Breakwater right when she graduates. So hoop, hoop. that... <laughs> that is not <laughs> happening so um well so we'll see what happens well yeah. so maybe she'll love account she's a sophomore so maybe she'll love accounting and maybe she could yeah. you know be a rock star but she would has to go somewhere else first and then come back and us. come
0: back yeah, th- yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually how did you even come up with like where does the name breakwater even come from like how did you come up with that
1: long story I had no idea how hard it was to come up with a name but like the inspiration of what I was wanted to do for Breakwater came from like I wanted to relieve business owner stress like that is something we deal with every day I wanted to do that take things off their plate help them set them up for success and um and where my like blood pressure goes down is Hilton Head Island, in South Carolina. I've been going there all my life. Okay. I go there. It's just like the water. It's just so just calming. And so that was kind of inspiration. So as I was talking with people and talking through names and I wish I could find my list of all the different names we talked through, cause that would be comedy, but um, yeah. it was hard. So for, went for months. Um, and then uh, Kim Dolan actually was meeting with, me at a coffee shop and we were talking through brainstorming. And then like an hour later, she sent me a text and said, look up the definition of breakwater. And I looked it up and it was like, it just was like, wow, that's it. It was like protecting from the force of waves. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was, you know, related to water and home. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I really like that. And so we sort of kept going back to that over the next couple of months. And finally, we're like, this is it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very difficult to come up with a name for a company. Oh my gosh!
1: I mean, yeah. Was just yeah, it definitely fits. And and then it, finally, we knew we're like, okay, yeah. we're Breakwater. Like that's it. And 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 never look back. But that was hard.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> was there ever a time in the existence of Breakwater where you a thought you weren't going to make it, or b thought you had made a mistake by doing it? No. That's great.
1: No, I wasn't even. I didn't even have that in my mind that we weren't going to make it sure we just need to pivot if things were like like i said learn from mistakes figure learn from it pivot figure out another path and again you have it, control over it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. never know
0: so you never, never doubted yourself that's a, that's great
1: no i mean I, we had i'm not going to say it's been all like flowers and sunshine, <laughs> and but, rainbows uh, <laughs> they're, they're bad days it's a roller coaster it's yeah. like woo um but uh Yeah. No, never that negative self-talk like, oh, we're not going to make it. Never.
0: That's great. You
1: can't can't think like that. you got to think, how are we going to, what are we going to do to solve this and keep moving forward?
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, The last question I want to ask you, I love asking people this question. So I I always say that you should be able to get a visit from yourself when you're 20 years old, 25 years old. So you can kind of get advice from your future self. If you could go back in time and and give your 25 year old self some advice that you know now, what would it be?
1: I think that, you know, just to realize that every experience you have is helping sort of create you and your path and your vision. And so you're sort of learning like you're not going to just have all the answers at age 25 True. just take every opportunity even if it's a bad opportunity bad situation learn from it and keep keep learning and growing and then eventually it may be when you're 47 but just why <laughs> you know maybe you'll figure it out and it will be like okay this is what I want this is who I am and it'll be just really clear but you know don't be worried if you're 25 and you're not sure there's a whole wide world out there not sure exactly what you want to do yeah just Get get as many experiences as you can and you will figure it out.
0: That's that's great. Yep. I love the fact that you were 47 and you started your business and, and now you're playing you're ready I can't to start I can said Ball. that
1: out loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Lee, this is great. I I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Lee and Breakwater, go to their website at breakwatercorp.com. Um, I am going to so this Cape May brewing is. Really coming into its own. I really like some of these beers. I'm going to give this one a four out of five. So, highly, this is a good beach beer, I think. So, um, and it's
1: called again, what is it?
0: Always ready.
1: Always ready. I love that name.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely appropriate. And then finally, if you'd want to connect with me on the Untapped app, my username is brcarney7. To learn more about how our firm helps business owners with their financial planning, visit riversedgeadvisors.com. And finally, to hear past episodes of the podcast, go to happy-half-hour.com. Lee, thank you so much and cheers to you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur, sponsored by Rivers Edge Advisors. For more information on how Rivers Edge Advisors can help you, visit their website at riversedgeadvisors.com. If you'd like to connect with Brian Carney for business advice or just to share a beer, follow him on Instagram at Rivers Edge Advisors underscore LLC.